Hey, 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 everyone. Hello, it's Dr. Tamara Beckford with Your Caring Docs, where we break down complex medical issues so you understand what's going on in your body. However, we have this super awesome segment that's called Your Caring Docs, Docs and Caring, where we have docs from all over the world. They enlighten us on health and wellness info. And the best part is that they leave all their info here so that you can decide if you want to join their team or be part of their programs, right? Today, I have a super awesome fangirl right here, guest with me, the incomparable Dr. Catherine Toomer. Woo woo, Dr. Toomer! Right. Hi. Oh, yes. I love that. Yes. Hi. Yes. So I'm going to give you just a smidget of what I know about Dr. Toomer, but then I'm going to let her tell you about the rest, right? So Dr. Toomer is trained at the University of Florida Community and Family University of Florida in Community and Family Medicine, right? Community Health and Family Medicine. She maximizes health and wellness and she's and in addition to that weight loss She's been doing that for over 25 years. She's the founder of Health Wellness and Weight Loss Centers, and she has her own trademark program. That's right. It is called You Total Well Weight Loss Program. Pardon me. You. That's You Total Weight Loss Program. So without further ado, let's get Dr. Catherine Tuber to tell us more Hi. about Hello, hello, hello. Um, yes, I am Dr. Catherine Toomer, mm -hmm. and um, I did. I founded Health Wellness and Weight Loss Centers. Um, now, I founded Health Wellness and Weight Loss Centers in 2016. Mm -hmm. Essentially, about 20 years of struggling um, to use my program to help other people. Right. And so, to give you a little background, I uh, 20 years ago I was morbidly obese. I, I'm only five feet tall. I was uh, around 200 pounds. Um, I had slowly gained weight over years and years and years. I had two babies in three years, um, was on insulin mm -hmm. as a diabetic. And then a month after my last daughter was born, I was diagnosed with congestive heart failure. Mm. And I knew that I couldn't do anything about my heart. My heart was going to do what it was going to do. I could try to maximize my health and follow what my cardiologist said, but I really wanted to get my health on track. And so I knew there were two ways of doing that. It would have to be to lose the weight I was carrying and get my diabetes under control. Right. In both cases, I was told I was too high risk when I went to get help. Oh, wow. Uh, because of my heart. What I have is called, you know, postpartum cardiomyopathy is a congestive heart failure that occurs because of pregnancy and it's not very common. And so no one wanted to touch me because they didn't want to do anything that was going to worsen my heart. My cardiologist had no clue what to do with diabetes and weight loss. And everyone else had nothing, no clue what to do to help me because of my heart. Mm -hmm. And so what I did was I just took charge. I went back to my med school education. I um, studied um, a lot of some of the more um, pathophysiology of mm -hmm. obesity and uh, diabetes even more so than I did already through my training. And I started making changes and right. documenting everything, tweaking here, changing stuff there. And so I eventually came, uh, uh, got a program um, of all the things that worked for me mm -hmm. and lost 60 pounds in six months. 
Wow, six months? I was, and pretty much what I learned was if you are a diabetic, a pre-diabetic, insulin resistant, or carbohydrate sensitive, mm -hmm. if you control your carbohydrates, your weight will drop. Now, this was before we knew about ketogenic diets. Right. This is before we knew about, you know, low carb diets. So I kind of came up with that on my own. Right. And, um, and it, it just, I lost weight quickly. And interestingly enough, um, when I was in medical school, we studied what's called a biopsychosocial system, which mm -hmm. now everyone kind of calls integrative medicine or holistic yeah. medicine or functional <laughs> medicine, whereas we just always did it. I call that family medicine. Um, right? You know, that's how I was trained. The whole um, body. <laughs> exactly. You treat the whole person all mm -hmm. the time for everything. Absolutely. And so, so what I did was I realized that um, in my process, I could get my I knew what I was supposed to do, mm -hmm. but I was having such difficult time being motivated to do it. Absolutely. Thinking. And I realized my biggest issue um, was depression. Mm. I've always known that uh, just from training that, you know, heart disease and depression go hand in hand. Right. And I had already always been taught if you diagnose someone with a heart condition, you should also have them on an antidepressant. And I just kind of forgot that for myself. Right. And so, and I was like, I can't, I just not motivated. And so I realized, you know, and, and in depression and motivation go hand in hand. When you're depressed, you're, it's very hard to stay motivated. No motivation at all. Yeah. Because you need hope. You need, you know, it's like all those yeah. things kind of fall away. Uh -huh. So the first thing I did is I focused on my depression. Mm. And once I got my depression under control, I was, I had, I felt more empowered to do all the other things I needed to do. Right. And so... I, um, and then I focused on the biology, which of course was my blood sugars mm -hmm. and understanding how fat is made in the body. Once I really studied how fat was made, I knew how to unmake it. Absolutely. And so I did that. I, uh, I focused on the psychology, which was my depression. Mm -hmm. And then I also focused on the sociology. I wanted to make sure I did this in a way so it did not affect my family so adversely that mm -hmm. they would have resistance to what I was doing. Absolutely. And you know, that shows, like we said, like when we're talking about the whole person and the whole mm -hmm. person, it's not just you yourself, but it's your environment, right? Exactly. So this whole process of even starting within and when mm -hmm. we're saying, because you're right. A lot of us, mm -hmm. we want to lose weight. Um, we know we should lose weight. We know what we should do. But just getting that we're in a moment of inertia and that mm -hmm. inertia starts a lot of it. It starts in the mind. Yeah, exactly. I know. I it all starts in the mind, actually. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So once we get all of it, inertia mindset, that mindset. And mm -hmm. there are a lot of us are handling and being we're depressed, but just functionally moving all along and not acknowledging that mm -hmm. that's a huge part of it is. the inertia. Like we said, that lack yeah. of hope, you know, the anhedonia. Yeah. We just don't have any pleasure. Yeah. In, in exactly. And so, um, so that's why, so what I developed 20 years ago is mm -hmm. now my, as you said, my trademark program, which mm -hmm. is whole view total weight loss. Right. And it's the whole person. Um, and so what I do is I do check for any underlying reasons for weight gain. 
And really what I really check for, I say weight, but really it's fat. Mm-hmm. Um, not all weight is bad weight. If you're, muscle, if you're muscular, that's good weight. Absolutely. So I really, what I focus on is fat loss, not weight loss necessarily, because mm-hmm. there are a lot of skinny, unhealthy people walking around. Yes. Um, you know, <laughs> so bad. thinness is not healthy. Necessarily. Yes. It's, it's, yes. it's the lack of fat that makes the difference. And it's the fat that's around your organs that you want to lose because that actually has more of an impact on your health than any number on a scale. Right. So, um, so I look for causes. If Mm -hmm. it's thyroid, diabetes, um, depression, anxiety, ADHD is another thing that affects um, because it affects our eating habits Mm -hmm. and how our body reacts to food when we eat. Um, And so I do all those things and then I just address them. Rarely, rarely, rarely do I ever do anything specifically just to lose weight. It is always to get a person healthy, Mm -hmm. get them well because their weight will follow. Absolutely. Always. And that addresses this whole diet, this diet that I've been asked. Oh, you know, Mm -hmm. well, this particular diet, that particular diet. But it's not just the diet. It's the whole person, right? Mm -hmm. So your Mm -hmm. eating is a part of the process. But if you're not addressing the underlying and even the whole person, like we said, environmentally, as you mentioned within your story, you wanted to ensure that your family, it wasn't going to mm-hmm. disrupt the family. So if, yeah. if your family is like, I don't want this, or what yeah. is the likelihood of you being successful? Exactly, exactly. Because, you know, we, the, the, the people we get sabotaged by the most, first, number one is ourselves. Mm-hmm. And then number two are the people closest to us. Absolutely. And so we not only have to manage our own fears when making changes, but we have to manage the fears of those around us. And so what I do, a lot of what I do is mitigating those fears in that person and the fears of that, that somehow it's going to affect their relationships with other people and those other people's fears of their relationship being affected by the person who's making changes. And so what I also do is I look at the person's whole life mm-hmm. and come up with a plan that's in small increments. And that's so one of the things I always say, I, my plan is like boiling a frog. And people wow. are like, huh, gross. <laughs> but, <laughs> but those you know, who frogs know. Are, <laughs> well, frogs are, are cold-blooded animals. Mm-hmm. Their body temperature changes to what the ambient temperature is, what the temperature around them is. Mm-hmm. So if you put a frog in cold water, they're perfectly happy mm-hmm. and you know, they'll just sit there. Yeah. If you put a frog in boiling water, they'll immediately try to jump out because of the change from being outside the pot to being inside mm-hmm. is too drastic and they'll immediately reject it and they'll try to get out. Mm-hmm. But if you put a, a frog in a cold pot of water and you turn up the temperature by one degree, every 10 to 15 minutes, you can get that water to boiling without the frog ever noticing because they adjusted their body to the temperature of whatever that water is. Mm -hmm. And so by the time the water is boiling, they're comfortable, they're content. Now, of course, in the process, you're not boiling anybody. You're not getting someone to the point where they're doing anything dangerous, but you're making those small increments in a way so that you're comfortable and and you don't even notice until you look back at where you were and you're like, oh, yes. And that's how, that's actually how it works. So it's not quick, mm-hmm. but it's effective and it's lifelong. 
And so the process I, I, I've used, I mean, I kept my weight off for 20 years now. I eat whatever I want. Mm -hmm. It's just how I eat it and when I eat it, wow. that makes the difference. And so I do spend a lot of time uh, personalizing things based on people's food preferences. You mm -hmm. know, I, a perfect example, and I have this one patient that he, he, he told me I can tell his story. Oh, wonderful. Um, because we insulin dependent diabetic on diabetes on, di on insulin a diabetic mm -hmm. came to me because uh had gastric bypass mm -hmm. um it worked initially but eventually they went back to some of their old habits and so the weight came back but mm -hmm. before it came all the way back they came to me asking me for for help and the one thing he said is i eat ice cream every day and i'm not gonna stop <laughs> i love it and not, not the sugar-free kind either <laughs> so I was like, so, and, and I said, so you want me to help you lose weight eating probably one of the worst things you possibly can? And he's like, yes. <laughs> and well, we came up with a plan. <laughs> but we did it. What I did was I created a milkshake, a high protein milkshake, mm. ice cream based milkshake that he would have in lieu of ice cream because he said gave him the same feeling of having ice cream. Right. And he lost 150 pounds. Wow. And then eventually what happened as he, he started losing weight, he was coming off some of his medications. His mm -hmm. blood sugars were better controlled. Suddenly that craving for ice cream went away. A lot of our cravings are being driven by our habits. So when we wow. stop those habits, it's like this starts this nice cycle of your habits change your cravings and then your cravings drop. And so then your habits change and then it just starts this nice you know, um, and then some people just completely lose their sweet tooth and they're just shocked because it's not like they did anything. They don't think. I've actually had people tell me this seems too easy. I'm not doing anything. <laughs> and I was like, I said, but how are you feeling? And they're like, I feel great. I said, how are you sleeping? I'm sleeping wonderfully. I was like, how are your relationships? Oh, I don't even argue with my husband anymore because blood sugars make you irritable. Right. And then, you know, um, so they're feeling fantastic. They're exactly. a great life. And they're like, this seems too good to be true. true. And then I'm like, how much? Then they're like, but I hardly lost any weight. Well, how much weight have you lost? Well, I've only lost 20 pounds. Well, how much weight were you trying to lose? 40. I said, so you've lost half the weight. Your life has completely gotten better, but somehow you're not doing anything. And they're like, well, I'm not taking any medicine. I'm like, because you don't have to. Right. Because whatever you, because my other philosophy is whatever you're doing now, you need to be able to do 30 years from now. Absolutely. So if you're on medication that you can't take when you're 80, 90 years old, or you're doing exercising that you can't maintain when you're 90, or you're eating food or in a way that you can't do when you're 90, mm. then all that work's going to just go down the tube once you have to stop some of it. Mm. Wow. So. Yeah, so it's just, you know, dramatic changes. It's so dramatic yeah. that it really correlates to that boiling frog. This patient's like, mm -hmm. I have not done anything. You have brought that temperature up at least five degrees, mm -hmm. and they haven't yeah. noticed. <laughs> because really, what's happened? Okay, weight loss is a multi billion dollar business. Absolutely. The people who are in it to make money off of weight loss. Mm -hmm. really do not want people to keep that weight off. They want them to be repeat customers. Yes. So they create systems that are designed to fail. Mm -hmm. They're designed in a way so that you cannot maintain them no matter what's happening in your life. Mm -hmm. 
So if you're running or exercising, you know, hours a day and you twist your ankle, what do you can't run? Absolutely. And if all your weight loss is from running, then what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Um, so again, another philosophy I have is you should have multiple streams of weight loss. So that if something happens to one of them, the others pick up the slack. So it should be eating properly mm-hmm. and not so much starve, not starving, mm-hmm. not drastic cabbage diets or liquid diets or ketogenic diets, but just looking at the food you eat and changing the configuration of that food intuitively mm-hmm. so that your body responds to it positively. Right. And so if you're like me, who I am, and also I, you learn what your body reacts to. Like for me, I am extremely carbohydrate sensitive. Mm-hmm. but it's only certain carbohydrates. Interestingly, I react more to tomatoes and tomato sauces than I do to sugar. Wow. And so I've learned, because I, I, you know, I, I test it. I of eat course. and I check my blood sugar. Mm-hmm. And, so, um, and so you learn those things, start, start paying attention, learning those things about yourself. So you know what your triggers are. You mm-hmm. know what your weight gain triggers are. You know what your craving triggers are. You know what your emotional triggers are, your social triggers, mm-hmm. and you plan accordingly. Because like they say, if you, if you fail to plan, plan to fail. Absolutely. You know, interestingly, as you tell me about this process, I sit and I think about during my pregnancy, um, both pregnancies, I had gestational diabetes. With the first pregnancy, mm-hmm. I you know, was able to control it with diet. But mm-hmm. when we talk about detail, like I still have the little mm-hmm. book, every single thing I put in my mouth, I documented. Mm-hmm. Good. <laughs> and yeah. I documented my blood sugar the four times a day, you know? Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is that after, you know, I, I exercised and did other things to lose weight because I knew that being the gestational diabetes, it increases my risk. Or becoming mm-hmm. diabetic so yeah. but I wasn't as disciplined mm-hmm. as then you know yeah. so you we get... also had a newborn <laughs> hello <laughs> I wasn't a dog I was sleep <laughs> had other things to worry about yeah sleep deprivation I didn't know it was yeah. up and down <laughs> yeah. But yeah. the whole but the dedication though when I think about what you mentioned in your journey that you did in six months in order to bring um, yourself to reverse um, the weight loss and to improve your health, because we haven't even talked mm-hmm. about how you've improved your health then. You haven't even touched on that, because that's the bomb that we're going to drop on this audience. But I did it for six weeks. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, you know, and of course I was able to help to maintain some of that was out of my control because it's my placenta, mm-hmm. not me, <laughs> yeah. but at the same time, you did that for six months. So let us know some of the help you talked about your patient that you were able to help mm-hmm. to get off medication, but you yourself with that weight loss and with you even mm-hmm. trying and putting together this plan for yourself, you were able to reverse mm-hmm. some of the health challenges. And it's not mm-hmm. just the one that everyone thinks about, which is a diabetes. So let us know what happened. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, 
and, and just so you know, I, I, what I did in six months, I'm still doing right now. What I did 20 years ago, I'm still doing it. It's just that six months I reached my goal. Mm -hmm. I didn't even re actually, I did, honestly, I didn't even have a goal. Right. My goal at that time was to be able to hold my child, get up, pick up my child and hold her when she was crying without losing my breath. That was my goal at that time. Motherhood. To be able to talk to my toddler in a way so that she didn't say, mommy, what's wrong? Why are you breathing so hard? Mm -hmm. or you know or she was like you know well how come you know you you can't bathe me anymore why don't you take baths with me anymore mm. I couldn't even I couldn't I couldn't stand up and take a shower at that time I was so debilitated mm -hmm. and so um and so what I did and and I, I one thing I very much learned at that point I don't have a lot of discipline and willpower <laughs> But you're still, still doing all of this. Come on, you guys. Still don't. All of us out here. That I is still don't. So what I did, I all I did was make changes within my habits all, that I already had. Wow. So I liked dessert. Mm -hmm. So what I did was I simply limited the amount of dessert I had. Mm -hmm. I lessened how much of it I ate, and then I would use dessert and I still do this, I use dessert as the starch of my meal. Oh. So instead of eating, like, uh, if I have steak and broccoli and a baked potato, if I know I want to have a piece of chocolate cake, I will remove the baked potato and my chocolate cake becomes that. Wonderful. So if I, so what I do is I trick my body into thinking I'm not eating carbohydrates by eating a lot of protein and vegetables and everything first. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, same with wine if you want to have a glass of wine take the starch off your plate and have the wine instead you wow. know so there's ways of doing it and mm -hmm. it's, it becomes and so now for me it's intuitive I just automatically you know um, if if I want to have pasta I limit it to a certain amount I make sure I try to keep the sauces to be a little more fatty and cheesy rather than tomato based Mm -hmm. and then I have a lot of protein with it and, and so look and so I do it visually wow visually so looking at a plate yeah I look at my plate you just look at your plate the most on your plate three quarters of your plate should be something other than a starch other mm -hmm. than a carbohydrate mm -hmm. and if if more than a third of your plate is something is is a starch then you you're eating too much of it just cut it down so it's 25 percent and so um, it can be a combination and the rest can be a combination of any protein and any vegetable, as long as it's not a starchy vegetable like potatoes Absolutely. or corn and all that. But, and you do that for everything. So if I know I want a cookie, I'll get a vanilla protein shake as my milk mm -hmm. and I'll have my cookie with my protein shake. Now, if I wanted to get really, really healthy, I could just stop eating the cookie, but I just don't <laughs> But the thing is, what you have done is that you have made it a maintainable lifestyle, mm -hmm. you know? It is, very. And, yeah, because you have the, okay, well, keep away from the desserts. And you're like, okay, but for how long? Because, you know, you can keep away from the desserts and lose the pounds very quickly, right? In the three to four mm -hmm. weeks. But are you just going to keep away from desserts for the rest of your life? 
not if you want to live life. You should be, you should love, food is something to be enjoyed with life. It's so, we celebrate around food. Food is our culture. Food is our, our family. You know, when you go to your in-law's house, you can't tell your, your mother-in-law, no, I can't eat your macaroni and cheese. Sorry. Are you kidding me? If you want a good relationship. No, exactly. You know, no, I can't eat your potato. Now I could say I'll choose between the macaroni and cheese and the potato salad. I may not eat them both. I'll choose one or the other, but I will definitely have one of them. Right. But I won't eat them by itself. Absolutely. Always have, always, always. And I always start with the protein, always. And that's something, again, now, of course, everybody knows this. Well, not maybe not everybody, but a lot of people know this because of ketogenic and, you know, the book, The Obesity Code and all of that tells you. But at the time that I was coming up, when I was do, uh, creating something for myself, mm-hmm. none of that information was available. Available. Yeah. In fact, ketogenic diets were only being used as a diet for children with seizures. Right. Wow. Mm-hmm. And the biggest thing, like I said, maintainable. So you've had this, like we said, diet this, diet that. It's not really, it's about the lifestyle and be able to maintain that lifestyle and still enjoy mm-hmm. because our life, yeah. as we mentioned, is surrounded about around food. When you're having mm-hmm. an event at your job, what does your job say? Okay, let's all meet blank, right? <laughs> exactly. It's, it's or the drug reps bringing food to your office. Hello. It's never the healthy stuff. <laughs> never. It never yeah. fails. And you're looking, are you going to not mm-hmm. try to enjoy? No. But then you said, just keep yeah. in mind, if you're thinking proteins first, your vegetables, and mm-hmm. then your starches. And keep in mind, mm-hmm. if you want your dessert, you swap it out and enjoy yep. your dessert. I like that. Exactly. And that's one of the things that I often tell people, they're like, oh, my drug reps are always bringing food. When the drug rep asks, what should I bring? Tell them to bring Mexican. That's true. It's the easiest, it's the easiest to control because if you bring pizza, it's already on a starch, it's on bread. Mm-hmm. And it's hard, if you love pizza like I do, you just decide, okay, I'm gonna limit myself to one piece and then I'll fill up the rest of my, my meal with salad. With salad. Mm-hmm. If there's a salad there. But if there isn't a salad there, I mean, and you're somebody who has con- you know, impulse control issues, then, you know, it's hard. But um, what I find is Mexican food is very uh, vegetable and protein heavy, except the tortillas or the tortilla chips. And you can limit those very easily. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Or you can just cut them out altogether and just make a plate out of the salad, the tomato, the beans, the meats, all Mm -hmm. that stuff. It's Mm -hmm. It's a good way to not have to deprive yourself and still enjoy your staff, still enjoy, you know, and not insult the drug reps who bring you things. Um, or even when people say, let's go out to eat. You know, Mexican restaurants are good. Everyone can usually find something to eat. Um, or order, you know, order a steak meal and then tell them to keep the potatoes off the plate. Mm-hmm. If you decide you want dessert or a glass of wine, or if they do bring it, cut it in half and then put the other half in a to-go box instead of the side. You know, these are all practical tips that um, we are definitely seeing and practical tips that we can all use to not just limit, and it helps. Like we said so far, just to really um, capture all that we've said, it starts mental, getting over that inertia. If you're having the depression to treat and to get beyond that, 
and then also getting towards where your weight loss is a total body. So we talk about, everyone's talking about multiple streams of income, but how about multiple streams of weight loss, right? That's my philosophy, yeah. Absolutely. If you're able, if one form is, you're unable to use that form, for example, of exercise, Mm -hmm. because, you know, as you mentioned, and I think about the patients that I see in the ER, like two weeks ago, I had a patient, you know, and I was saying, Mm -hmm. well, you know, your sugars are out of whack and so on. I said, well, you know, if you were able to lose some of the weight and the first thing she's like, well, my knees, I have the ACL tear here. I have this back injury and that back injury. But like you said, if you were able to have the thought process of the multiple Mm -hmm. streams of weight loss, then, you know, the physical Mm -hmm. part is impeded right now. However, we have Mm -hmm. additional um, ways to lose the weight and be able to have a functional mm-hmm. life because all she's yeah. at that point, unfortunately, she's lying in bed and she's mm-hmm. obviously not going to be happy. She can't really enjoy her family. Right. And the first yeah. thing she's thinking is that I need to go run to lose weight. No. no. And that's one of the reasons why I rarely ever tell anyone they need to lose weight. Even if I know weight is causing some of their problems. weight is a symptom. It's not the cause of mm-hmm. hardly anything. Mm-hmm. Um, because even with diabetes, our blood sugars cause weight gain, and then mm-hmm. the weight gain then worsens the blood sugar. So it's just kind of this vicious cycle. Absolutely. So often what I tell people is, uh, instead of telling them they need to lose weight, I tell them they need to gain muscle. They need to strengthen their muscles. Mm-hmm. They need to strengthen their leg muscles around their knees. You cannot strengthen muscles around your knees without getting your thigh muscles involved. Those are your large muscles. Those are going to increase your metabolism. So you're automatically going to start losing weight, even if you do nothing else, if you boost, if you build muscle, your blood sugars are going to, your, your body's going to start utilizing more of what mm-hmm. you eat just to maintain its energy. Mm-hmm. You're going to feel stronger because you can't help but feel stronger because all the, the limbs you use are suddenly stronger mm-hmm. and um, your mobility is improved. And so even though it's, it's, you don't lose that eating affects 80% of what you do to lose weight. Mm-hmm. That 20% is to lose weight. However, when it comes to maintaining weight loss, muscle is your extra exercise and muscle that actually becomes more important. Mm-hmm. And so um, exercise and then also using exercise as medication. Mm-hmm. So you use your muscle as diabetic medication. You use your movement as a uh, antidepressant or anti-anxiety maneuver. Um, you know, some other things, rec- but again, medication is, is not to be feared, is not to be, there should be no shame in using medication mm-hmm. when it's helpful and when it's necessary. There are beautiful medicines that are out there that are safe, that are actually protective, mm-hmm. that help with weight loss and help with blood sugar. And, um, I don't use Adipex. I don't use appetite suppressants very much, mm-hmm. rarely. And the reason is most people are not overweight because they eat too much. Mm. Um, usually it's a biological process of some sort going on in their body that needs to be addressed. And eating is not the problem. It's right. not the cause of it. I, the other is Adipex isn't all that safe and mm-hmm. you can't take it for very long. So whatever weight you lose on it, it comes right back as soon as you stop. Uh, but there are other things you can do that you can start with while you're using other mechanisms to take over later. Mm. So things like Ozempic, 
or Wanawegovi, which is the same medication that's now been FDA approved, you can start that. It is wonderful. It is a game changer when it comes to weight loss. Mm-hmm. However, it protects your heart as well. And so while you're taking it, you start slowly building muscle, mm-hmm. muscle tone. So that what happens is if you ever have to stop the medicine, your muscle is going to take over for the rest. Multiple streams. <laughs> Mm-hmm. multiple streams absolutely yep. wow you're breaking it down and i hope our audience is listening to this because not only do we have the one and only dr Catherine tumor here but all that she has mentioned she mm-hmm. has it available for you because like i said she's mm-hmm. the creator of the whole you total weight loss program which she has available and she'll let us know where you can find all of this. But before we were talking about all of this heavy stuff, you know, weight loss and multiple streams of weight loss and how we can do it. But we're going to come find out now. So Dr. Tumor, what is your big, hairy, audacious goal for your program that you have out there that's helping so many? Go ahead. Let us know. My big, hairy, audacious, uh, uh, plan um, mm-hmm. is to really I everything I do mm-hmm. I do it in a way so I was like if Oprah, if Oprah Winfrey were to stumble upon what I'm doing mm-hmm. would it catch her attention and would she seek me out for more yes but go ahead that is <laughs> my that's my my baseline way of doing everything Mm-hmm. Um, I figure because that way would have to be a certain level of professionalism, a certain level of sophistication, a certain level of accessibility and inf- information that has to be universal for people who are truly, truly interested in helping people improve their lives. Absolutely. And this is all about life improvement. We talk about weight loss, but really what it really boils down to is, is this improving someone's life? Mm-hmm. Is, is, that's the bottom line. And so often um so what i'd like to be known for really is empowerment health and wellness mm-hmm. with weight loss through that and so yeah and yeah. so um and so yeah that's my my thing and i'm i'm you know i'm and exposure will help with that and i'm doing certain things to for exposure but primarily what that does is just keeps me at a level that I know is um, doing right by my message and doing right by me and those around me who supported me through all of this. Um, because again, you know, when you have a diagnosis like I've had, it doesn't just affect me, it affects my whole family. Absolutely. And so when I was diagnosed, I, you know, all of my husband's also a physician, I'm a physician. I knew what my prognosis was, which at the time was, I had a 50% chance of living five years. Mm-hmm. I had a two and a half year old and a newborn. Mm-hmm. And I was told there's a good chance I wouldn't be alive five years. That's frightening. That's... I don't want anyone to feel that level of fear mm-hmm. and feel like they have nowhere to go to mitigate that fear. Absolutely. Yes. I cannot. So that's, that's my goal. I cannot imagine what you're going through or what you went through at that time. Because mm-hmm. not only are we dealing with the fact that this, your mortality is now in your face, but you're thinking about mm-hmm. what about my kids, right? Exactly. My babies. Yeah, my babies. Literally, my babies. 
Yeah. The thing, what is so powerful about your story is here we are 20 Mm -hmm. years later. Boom. And provided all of this for others. So the emotion that you felt at that time of, Mm -hmm. wow, I have now only five years. If I am still along this path, I do not want Mm -hmm. anyone else to feel that way. You came up with a program Mm -hmm. and you have used that program that you've tested and it's tried and true and you're using that Mm -hmm. power others and like we said it's not just a weight loss program it's a health and wellness program that just so Mm -hmm. happened to help you to help you lose weight absolutely (laughs) yeah and really it helps you lose fat but nobody talks about fat loss programs because no one was you really just need to lose fat fat has a you know, causes all sorts of problems in our body. Inflammation, it all, you know, it clogs arteries, it restricts blood, our, our organs, you know. So it's really not about weight. Bodybuilders are heavy, but they have no fat on them. Right. So it's not about weight. It's, it's it's, about, it is really about fat. And you know, that's so interesting when you mentioned a little while ago um, about um, with the diabetes and the weight management by building muscles. Like I'm a mm-hmm. testament to that. Throughout this um, pandemic period, you know, I've still been exercising, my husband and I, and our program, we've started, we were doing more weight because prior to that, we had a little bit of weight, but more running and so on. Mm-hmm. And you know, now we're lifting. And I mm-hmm. looked at the scale and I said, OMG, uh, what just happened? <laughs> you know, I looked Your at Your weight goes up. well I look at myself on the video and I said well it doesn't really look that much but then you know zoom kind of makes you look cute so (laughs) Uh, well see what happens is your weight goes up but your size goes down initially yes 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 and same around the thighs as you mentioned you know Mm -hmm. doing a lot of lifting and a lot of squatting Mm -hmm. and as I mentioned even earlier in this program, is that my fear because of the gestational diabetes, so I am one that watches my hemoglobin A1C. When I go and get my annual checkup, I said, so doc, yeah, what's my A1C? It went down. Yeah. Lower than it was when I was doing just the cardio. So when we say Mm -hmm. that building this muscle is an important Mm -hmm. aspect, so it's not so much what you're seeing on the scale, but like Mm -hmm. you said, building the muscles. It's a testament yeah. to that. My endocrinologist. Exactly. Every everyone yeah. I said, yeah. She said, Oh yeah, you were building yeah. muscles. And she started going through the process. Saying, yeah, and that's why, yeah. Absolutely. The, the, the chemicals our muscles put out when we exercise and what it uses. I mean, our 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 muscle uses glucose, glucose. Mm-hmm. to actual blood sugar for its energy. Our wow. brain uses blood sugar for its energy. Wow. But it's interesting you mentioned the hemoglobin A1C, because one of the biggest um mistakes I see. I don't know if it's a mistake, but it actually was something I I found by digging. It was not something I was taught mm-hmm. that it's really important to not just check it, uh, hemoglobin A1C, but to check someone's insulin levels. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how before someone becomes diabetic, their insulin levels shoot up right. every time they eat mm-hmm. to really high. And you'll stay there for sometimes as much as five years before you actually show any sign of diabetes. Mm-hmm. And so what I often do no matter how normal someone's hemoglobin A1C is, I check their insulin levels to see if they're insulin resistant. Because if you fix insulin resistance, they'll, someone will never become diabetic. They're well on their way, but you can stop it. Absolutely. And rather than having to reverse it once you've got it, you can stop it before it starts. 
Wonderful. I'm telling you, I told you she was going to drop the bomb. <laughs> knowledge, knowledge, knowledge. All righty. So now we're going to pull something else out of Dr. Okay. All righty. So if, well, tell us a fun fact about yourself or if mm -hmm. you weren't a medical doctor, what would you be? You can either do one or two or both. Let yeah, us know. Okay. Now, fun fact about myself. Mm -hmm. um, I grew up in East Africa. I'm from Michigan. Mm -hmm. uh, I grew up in East Africa. Uh, moved there with my family when I was around 10 years old. Came back after my, for my second year of college. I did my first year of college there and then came back here. Nice. Um, and still have, you know, many friends there and my sister lives there still. Um, you know, so it's still very much a second home for me. Wonderful. Um, I play instruments. I'm mm -hmm. from a large family. So my mother, to kind of give us a sense of individuality, had us learn an instrument. So I play the violin and we all play the piano, but some of us better than others. But I play the violin. That was my instrument. And I love, I love performing in musical theater. That's my thing. Wonderful. Yeah. So I've done a lot of community theater, especially musicals. I love to sing and I love to dance. Oh, um, I think we're finding out, like, not only is she health and wellness, but she's yeah, art and entertainment. <laughs> I love entertainment. And I like to paint. I'm also, I love art as well. Mm -hmm. um, so if I were not, if I had, to be honest, I wanted to be a doctor since I was eight years old. Mm -hmm. So I can't really think of what I would have been <laughs> otherwise. However, I think that I would be a writer. Huh. Either a writer or a performer i'm not sure i i love being on stage mm -hmm. um i don't necessarily like the attention though that's the weird thing <laughs> i love performing but i don't like the attention i get it's from performing i just like being on stage and doing words. stuff you know um but writing, i do love to write huh? i like writing though i do like to write and that's one of the beautiful things about medicine mm -hmm. is that one of the things that i even going into medicine i always said I was going to work part-time mm -hmm. to use medicine to fund my hobbies. <laughs> that was always my goal, even before I started med school. Was right. I, I just said, I'm going to, I want to fund my hobbies using medicine. And, and because I love the human body, I, I think the human body is just yes. fascinating. Absolutely. And I love medicine. I love helping. I love changing lives. Mm -hmm. But I'm very much have very much a sense of wellness and how important that was well before this whole wellness thing came about. I always knew that, that, you know, you had to maintain a sense of, of balance. Absolutely. And so, um, and so I just thought, you know what, I love to travel. I'll, I'll work part-time and travel the rest of the time. <laughs> you know, that was before, I didn't even know about locums at that time. If I'd known about locums, I probably would have been a locums doctor All and over. just traveled around the world. Wow, wonderful. So now here we are, we're in the pandemic, which we're kind of like restricted. Let's just say, this is our imagination. Doctors, our imagination going wild. Mm -hmm. Now in six months, the pandemic is over. Everything is back to the way it was. Borders are open. That last virus got squashed. No one yeah. is masked up and we're all ready. Where's the first place that you're headed? <laughs> Kenya. Yay! I'm going home. I have to go home. Oh. 
Yeah, I'll I'll skip through. I'll I'll skip. I'll go there through London. I'll I'll probably go to London first, visit friends on my way to Nairobi. Love it, love it, love it. Well, hey, all yeah. our Kenya folks, yes, <laughs> on her way back. We just need to get this <clears throat> pandemic squashed, and then she's coming home to yeah, say no, coming home. <laughs> Well, this was a wonderful, wonderful interview. I hope you had a great time as I did. I did. I did. Yes, I did. Yes. So we learned so much. But well, I forgot. Nobody wants to learn. We've been so informed. Because <laughs> everyone yeah. informed. Yes. And we've gotten so many gems today about the thought process of weight loss. And it's not really weight loss, but Fat loss is what we're mm-hmm. learned about, how to improve our life through health and wellness, and also thinking about getting from that inertia, right? Sometimes it starts mm-hmm. with the mind, get things yeah. going. We've learned that not only is our wonderful Dr. Catherine Toomer a great physician who is helping so many through her program, but she's an artist. She loves to entertain on the stage. Just don't give her too much attention. You know, don't come up afterwards. You send, you can send her a letter. Send me a, send me a DM like, oh, great job, thank you. How well she did. <laughs> but she is so fantastic. She has so much more that is in store. I don't know if we want to drop any of the bomb that you have coming up. Starts with a well. Ed. Yes, sounds Start like with a what? Sounds like Ed. <laughs> She and, has a oh. phenomenal talk coming on, the best, up on the stage. Let them know what you Oh, have. that's right. So I will be doing a TED Talk uh, a, uh, in September. Mm-hmm. And I, a first, I hope, of many, of many speaking engagements. Um, I, so I'll be doing a TED Talk. I am... One of the things that I realized, because I am a community health and family medicine, my ultimate goal is to try and help as many people as possible. Absolutely. Um, my health, wellness, and weight loss center is online. Mm-hmm. It right now pertains primarily with me uh, providing services one-on-one uh, virtually. As a physician providing those services, the value of that is sometimes outpriced some people. They just don't have access to me since I don't have an office where I could just kind of bring people in. My appointments generally are 30 minutes to an hour. So, you know, insurance doesn't cover it. So that can get kind of expensive, but Mm -hmm. that kind of, that didn't sit well with the community health person within uh, in me. And so what I've done is I'm taking my program and putting it into an online um, informational series so Mm -hmm. that people can follow it step by step, the same way that I do it still, the same way I did it 20 years ago, the same way that I help other people with the opportunity to then ask me questions periodically throughout the the course so that they can still get the benefit of what I do, but at a much more reasonably priced option. Because, um, you know, I feel like the the fewer people I help, the more selfish I'm being. So I just, I just really want this out there to as many people as possible and in a way so that people can use it um, to improve in a price health. they can afford. Yeah. yeah. And, it, and it does. Um, I, I can't tell you how many people have told me, I don't care if I ever lose another pound. I, am, I feel so much better right now that mm-hmm. I, I just, as long, if my life stays exactly as it is right now, I'm good. 
wonderful. And that gives me more joy than someone saying, oh, I just lost 50 pounds. It's wonderful if you lost 50 pounds, but if you're angry, if you're not sleeping, Uh if you're not getting along with anybody, you keep that weight loss. I want to hear what you're doing in your life first. If the weight comes off and you're sleeping better and your knees aren't hurting and your back stops hurting, your headaches have gone away, you're not arguing with your spouse as much, your children are eating better because they're just following your example. Mm -hmm. That to me, that's success. That's success. I tell you, boom, I told you guys you were in for a treat. Woo! So Dr. Tua, let us know where we can find these programs. Where can we find you out there? Okay. So you can find me on Facebook, probably most readily. Mm -hmm. Um, Catherine Harmon, Tumor MD, is my Facebook page. Send me DMs with questions. Uh, I I have complimentary consultations for people who are interested in my program or who just want to know if I can help them. If I can't, I always find somebody else who can. Um, I never tell somebody I can't help them without finding someone uh, to take over. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have, uh, my, my, uh, Facebook group, which is whole you total weight loss. Mm-hmm. Um, and where I, again, interact, answer questions, provide information on various tips, different exercise things. Um, again, it's just a good way to find me and just ask, ask me questions. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm on LinkedIn at Catherine Harmon Tumor MD. I'm also on Instagram at um it's health wellness and weight loss centers but it's at health weight loss center is the actual uh but d if you find me and dm me i'll direct you wherever you need to go um Mm -hmm. my website is under construction at the moment but you can read my story at uh, chtumormd.com and um so many ways we can find yeah. I love to teach. As you can tell, I like teaching. Yes, <laughs> like yes. but, but that's the, that's so, the, yeah. the battle. That is 80% yeah, of so. understanding why that's what exactly the longevity, right? Exactly. Understanding why and how and the reasoning behind mm-hmm. that's what leads to the longevity. Exactly. I love it. Yes, I had a fantastic time. I hope you did so also. So did I. Oh, Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed this. Oh my goodness. Alrighty, all our folks out there, we have tons and tons of docs who care. And today we were featuring Dr. Catherine Toomer on our Your Care and Docs, Docs Who Care, who helps us with the whole body, health and wellness. And just so happen to help you lose weight in the process. I'm Dr. Tamara Beckford for Your Caring Docs. We will see you next time.